grab the cup of coffee. If it hasn't been brewed already, go throw the K-Cup in in the Keurig this morning and start your morning with us. We are covering a lot this morning, a lot happening on the county city side. Joining us on the phone lines now is City Councilman Frank Colvent, also mayoral candidate, mayoral hopeful, whatever you want to say. He wants your vote coming up. Frank, good morning. How's that third cup of coffee? Ben, it is absolutely okay. I'm in fifth gear now. Let's uh, let's solve some problems. Let's do it. Let's get right to what everybody is talking about, which is the crime. Everybody knows it's bad, but how bad? And my jaw hit the floor, ground, when I heard last night and, and some of what came from the Memphis Police Department, Police Chief C.J. Davis, as she went before the city council yesterday, I saw where you were grilling, asking answers. What was shared with you about just how bad the crime is? Well, Ben, um, jaw hitting the floor is an accurate description. Uh, we get our We get our monthly crime reports from the police department. And we saw that uh, aggravated assaults and car break-ins are up all across the city and up in absolutely staggering numbers. Uh, Like in one case, I want to say it was almost like a thousand percent. Um, the, The numbers that really, really shook me to my core was that more than 80 percent of these crimes are being committed by juveniles. Uh... Now, the police and I disagree on this, but they seem to think that not half of them are juveniles being coerced by adults to commit the crimes. And equally staggering, if if everybody's jaw's not already on the floor, let me finish it. Seventy percent of these carjackings and aggravated assaults are committed by uh, repeat criminals, juveniles, and this is a catch-and-release policy that, that is so disgusting. But what we've got to do is go to Nashville and get these laws changed because, you know, these kids with ankle monitors, MPD can't even track the ankle monitors. Juvenile uh, court won't let us. It's, it's absurd what is going on. We have a little bit of that audio of Police Chief C.J. Davis talking about the lack of access to these ankle monitors that are assigned by juvenile court for MPD's real-time crime center. Take a listen. What would, just a guess, would you say percentage of our repeat offenders? My guess would be at least 70, 70 percent. Mm-hmm. We had a case this week. The individual, this 11-year-old, we have talked about him, and this is about his fifth or sixth time in our hands. And she goes on to say, if we get a ping from an ankle monitor from a spot where vehicles are being stolen, at least we have the identity of the individual that's participating in the crime. So what they're asking for is to get access to these ankle monitors, which to me, Frank, is is a no-brainer. I I think it's a complete no-brainer, but but once again, it's, it's that disconnect that as we're going to solve this crime problem, you know, clearly we've got the police uh, issue that we've got to work on, and clearly we've got the social issues that we've got to work on. And as conservatives, you know, we're going to teach them how to fish, not just give them the fish. But then there's the legal side of this. That it, 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 That's what really shook me yesterday is that juvenile court and these court systems are not doing their part in this role 
to when we catch someone for the fifth or sixth time, you know, look, at that point, I don't care that they're a juvenile. They're going away for a while. Clearly and obviously, they have not learned a lesson. And clearly and obviously, they are a menace to society, period. And that's really what the chief now is saying, as well as the mayor. The chief is saying it's out of our control at this point. The city council is saying it's out of our control. The mayor's saying it's out of our control. He's pointing the finger at the juvenile system and these judges and judicial commissioners. So who are these judges that keep letting these kids back out on the streets? And for our listeners, Frank, how can they put pressure on these individuals to make sure they stop this crap? Well, simply put, we're going to the legislature, which, thank God, is a Republican supermajority with the Republican governor. Uh, we're going to get these laws changed. Uh, last year, and, and now please correct me because I'm not sure about my, my the first part of my math. You know, there were like 35,000 cases that went to the court system. 35 of them actually went to trial. Now, Ben, I don't know about you, but when you have a whopping 35 trials last year, something is wrong. These judges need to get to work. These ju- the juvenile court system needs to get to work. Uh, if I've got to build more, uh, for lack of better words, holding areas or, or group places for the juveniles uh, to free up our police, I'm more than happy to do it. I, I, and let's be clear of something, Ben, and I think you'll agree with this. I'm not interested in ruining some kid's life who does something knuckleheaded. You know, spits on the sidewalk, uh, jaywalking. Uh, you know, I'm not interested in ruining their life. But at the same time, this kid that is on his fifth or sixth uh, carjacking, stealing, you know, these kids that are firing their guns up and down Poplar, these, uh, these kids that are now graduating all the way up to murdering people, look, I have no sympathy for them. And Ben, I know you don't, but we have to have these courts. We have to go through Nashville to get the laws changed to force these judges to do their daggum job. Yeah, I certainly agree. I mean, talking about that 11-year-old arrested six times and not for, like you said, stealing a pack of gum at the convenience store around the corner. So you talk about Nashville having them tighten up some of the legislation. We've talked to House Speaker Cameron Sexton multiple times. He joined the show yesterday. He said they're doing all that they can As far as just getting the help to stop the out-of-control car thefts and car break-ins, is it time to ask the state to come in and intervene? I know a lot of people in our listening audience and on our Stop Memphis Crime page on Facebook are looking at, do we call in the National Guard? I mean, if we can't get the police officers here and we know therein lies some of the solution, is it time to look to Nashville? Well, Ben, as much as uh, I need the legislature on the law side, um, (laughs) uh, I like how you word the question. My thought is this. I'll go to whatever length to protect and and keep Memphis and Memphians safe. No question about it. I'm not to the point of thinking that we need the National Guard. But what we've got to do is get more locks on our steering wheels. We've got to be more cognizant of where we are parking. We need to have our businesses make sure that their security is in place. Uh, You know, 
if it gets to it, I'm in favor of it. Uh, I mean, the crime is going to stop one way or the other. We are going to stop it. But I think in terms of National Guard, that is a temporary at best fix. We need to get 2,300 police officers as absolutely fast as possible. And I think Memphis is getting to the point we're reaching that critical, crucial, crucial point. And that is people are, they're going to move unless we do some drastic action immediately to get those police numbers up. And that is what I am committed to. So, you know, if the National Guard is where we got to go, look, I'll do it, but it's a temporary fix. We've got to get the long-term police force up with the great quality police officers I know that want to work for Memphis. Yeah, I agree. I think there, because we've had this conversation, is ultimately they need funded. They need more benefits. They're not getting paid well. I mean, just look at the other areas, Collierville, Germantown, they're getting paid more than our Memphis Police Department. So, in that case, it seems like it stemmed from a lack of money. But when you look at some of the projects that this city is willing to fund, I know the mayor wants $52 million into a new soccer stadium. I mean, that's not a Republican or Democrat issue in this city. That's just the difference between common sense and insanity, where it doesn't matter if you have a new sports stadium, the people attending the sports games aren't going to be walking out and getting in their car because their car's going to be gone. So is it possible to allocate some of that fund funding to actually put it into our department and there we can actually get more boots on the ground, Frank? Great question. Well, a lot of the funding is tied up because the state, basically the state putting in money, we have to match it. But, you know, there's one thing with Chase Carlisle being our, our, our budget chairman this year and that I'm looking forward to. Chase and I are both in private business. We've met budgets. We signed the front of paychecks. I mean, we know what it's like to, to sweat out making payroll. I look forward to this budget season because asking those uncomfortable questions that like we had to ask yesterday about the uh, the illegal meeting on the redistricting committee, if, if that's kind of my teaser if you want to have me back. Um, it, it, you know, I look forward to the budget this year, unlike other years, because we could take a meat axe and a scalpel to some of these wasteful spending ideas that our colleagues bring up. And thanks to thanks to you guys, we now have the voice and the means to make it extremely public what they are doing, what they are trying to fund in terms of pork projects and or their friends. So I, I see that going forward. But also, let me also push myself here. As your mayor, the first thing I'm going to do is come in there with the meat axe. One of the good parts about our, our system of government here is, is that when you get a new mayor in, the mayor gets the choice of their own directors. The mayor can come in and basically say, look, we're rearranging, rethinking this. I don't care what deals y'all had previous to. Those deals are done. Fund the cops. Get me the police. And that's exactly what a mayor and a Colbert administration would be. Um, so I, I, I'm positive about going forward on this budget. And I think in a way you could begin to have both. If we look at all these other things that our liberal colleagues are putting up uh, and destroy and crush that. Yeah. And I appreciate you have been, you know, very 
adamant on our program and not just on air behind closed doors that you want to support law enforcement and we appreciate you doing that we stand right alongside of you want to ask you about that quickly before we scoot off to break you know we heard so much about how we need police reform following what happened to tyree nichols which was terrible everybody in the city can agree on that but when you have a good officer that was slain in the line of duty officer red was there outcry by some of your colleagues by the police chief in the meeting yesterday i was the i was one of only two council members that even knew officer red's name uh and it wasn't been that's the disgusting part i know i'm not supposed to do dead air and and kind of stumble around but I get upset about it. I'm going to be one of only two council members at that officer's funeral. But, of course, when it's Tyree Nichols, oh, my God, Al Sharpton's here. Oh, my God, the council's just falling all over themselves to slip through the ice. And and, and it does not diminish in any way what happened to Tyree and the justice that he deserves. But what about our officer? And, again, the teaser to have me on tomorrow you know, all these liberals talk about all their transparency and all this stuff that they want with the cops. They're the ones that literally we busted yesterday having secret meetings on the redistricting of the council districts, secret meeting, and the press doesn't cover it. You yeah. have breaking news, by the way, there at KWAN. You're not going to hear anything of it. The press is not going to cover it. By God, no. Yeah. They're having secret meetings, and yet they're hammering the cops and limiting the cops and screaming that the cops must be transparent. But that doesn't apply to them. Now, how is that fair, Ben? It's not. The answer is, is we need a Republican mayor. We need a Republican council in the city of Memphis to cut out the wasteful spending. I will be transparent on all fronts. I will get you all the crime and the police data that you want. I will talk about it with you at any time. Because at the end of the day, Officer Red gave his life so that we can be safe. And I will I will respect him as much as I will respect Tyree Nichols. Yeah. All right, Frank, we're going to have to leave it there. Appreciate you coming on that strong message, supporting law enforcement. Keep on saying those things because I think that's the winning key in that more mayoral race. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Ben. You have a good day.